Regular scheduled October meeting of the City Commission of San Antonio is called to order. Um, please stand for the pledge. Commissioner Cable will be the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We're going to take care of some business real quick before you're in the new commissioner. So, you're at the office. I. Raymond Huckabee. Uh, Raymond Huckabee. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support, protect, and defend. That I will support, protect, and defend. The Constitution and Government of the United States. The Constitution and the, of the Government of the United States. And of the State of Florida. And of the State of Florida. That I am duly qualified to hold office under the Constitution of the State. That I am duly qualified to hold office under the Constitution of the State. And that I will well and faithfully perform. That I will well and faithfully perform. The duties of City Commissioner of San Antonio, Florida. The duties of City Commissioner of San Antonio, Florida. On which I am now about to enter. On which I am now about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, so we have four commissioners again. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more in a moment about another upcoming vacancy on the City Commission. All right, um, we need to approve the consent agenda. Um, Ms. Morales, will you please read uh, disbursements and then deposits? Yes, for general fund disbursements were $73,777.02. Deposits were $97,968.86. For the water fund disbursements were $28,533.84. And deposits were $55,455.43. Thank you. Is there a motion to accept the consent agenda? So moved. Thank you. Uh, is there a second? Second. Second by Commissioner Damick. Uh, any commissioner comment? Um, all in favor of the motion, please signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, and the motion carries unanimously. Public comment. Um, anybody wishing to address the commission has three minutes to speak. Um, when you come to the dot, to the, um, the dais, um, please. Uh, the state podium. Your, yes, please uh, state your, your name and address for the record. My name is Scott Randolph. I'm here with my wife, Beth. Um, the Miller clan from 1960. Um, I propose that we put in, install uh, speed uh, speed tables on Oak Street and Antonio Way, since it has been, and I don't think anybody has not been affected by the speed, excessive speed in this town. Um, but we have a school there. Kids uh, are not able to walk, or parents aren't able to walk their kids to school. Um, we have a business there. We have apartments on Antonio Way. The tenants, I won't even let them park in the street anymore. I have them park in the back because it's outrageous. Just, just outrageous. We got 32 names all up and down Oak Street. The, the last page are the speed tables that's a diagram of the speed tables uh, these these are more fixed they're not temporary i was originally thinking temporary and uh, figueroni at the county suggested 
the speed tables because that will take care of the speed. It will not uh, interrupt with buses or emergency vehicles because they can go on either side where cars are not able to do that. Motorcycles, every Sunday morning, 9 o'clock to 9.30, the crotch rockets come flying down there 60, 70 miles an hour. I have mentioned this to the Sheriff's Department. Nothing gets done. We had a deputy pass them up my street Sunday. I stopped him and asked him if he did anything about these guys. And he said, about what? So I'm at a loss. I am upset. I got upset more than once calling the Sheriff's Department. So this is the best proposal that I can come up with. I've seen them in loots and they work. So um, the option for temporary is also there until Curly gets done because this issue is not nearly as bad when Curly is through. So, but as far as I understand, February is the anticipated date, change, subject to change, right? So uh, that's what I'm proposing. Everybody that answered their door were on board with signing this. So any questions about it? Thank you very much. I, I think the next person who wants to speak is going to speak on the same topic. So if you don't mind, let's have Mr. Gates speak. I don't mind at all. And we can discuss it a little <laughs> bit. Um, um, I'm not sure. Um, Ms. Rodriguez, are, are you? I, I thought it was a sign in. Okay. Sorry. Alrighty. Thank you. So we'll, we'll let Mr. Gates speak um, and then yeah. we'll uh, have a discussion. You have three minutes, Mr. Gates. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Commission. I uh, appreciate you uh, giving me this opportunity. And um, as Scott said, uh, we interviewed most of the people on Antonio Way and Oak Street and in the new subdivision also. And um, in fact, I talked to your husband uh, about it also, and he's, he gracefully signed the petition for us. I talked to Mr. Figarelli on, uh, he's the road and bridge uh, engineer for the county. And he said the best case scenario for Curly Road was uh, before Christmas, right before Christmas. And the worst case scenario was February of 24. I recently talked to him probably about two weeks ago. So that's the latest information I have on Curly Road. Um, I, think, I think we could have handled that situation a lot better, but the county, they kind of took over. And I don't know if they informed y'all or not, but the county took over. And, um, and, and almost made Antonio Way the detour, uh, which became the detour. And it's, uh, it's also on, uh, on um, Siri. Siri tells you to turn on Antonio Way also. Well, and I, at the last meeting, I, I mentioned to y'all that Antonio Way is a city road. Curly is a county road. The county put all the county traffic on the city road and they've torn it up. I had pictures that I showed at the last meeting that I was attending and how bad they're tearing it up. The dump trucks, the motorcycles, the hot rods, the pickup trucks, the cattle trailers, all, all that traffic that was on Curly Road is now on Antonio Way. Uh, we did, we did put up some barriers and they worked uh, a little bit. But as soon as they figured out the road, that Antonio Way could be still be used, 
all the traffic started using that Antonio way again. I've come to the conclusion that, you know, unless you live there in that area on that road, nobody cares, you know, but if you lived on that road, you do live on that road. And if you lived on that road, and if you lived on that road, you'd want speed bumps on that road. The, the speed, the speed limit is 25 miles an hour and it's very excessive with more than 50% of the traffic. I've been out there and just looked at the traffic and counted the cars up and down the street, counted the dump trucks. In fact, I followed the dump truck one day and told him, you're not supposed to be on that road. Don't come on this road anymore because you're not supposed to be on that road to start with. You're supposed to be down on Sharber Road. And he said, thank you, for, thank you very much for telling me. I'll tell all my drivers that. So he was very kind and courtesy. Courtesy, courtesy. But since then, I think it was... I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, my wife told me today, she said, I hate that speed bump they got on Palm. I said, good. That's great. I hope we can put them on Antonio Way and everybody will hate them. And quit coming down Antonio Way and go down Sharber Road where they're supposed to go until Curly Road is finished. I think a lot of our problems, as soon as Curly Road gets through with, but now, you know, it's going to be six months, and I can't believe it that it's taken the county that long. I went to see Mr. Oakley two times and just have been disappointed in his response. And let me tell you something, voters. Mr. Oakley is not on our side. If he'd have been on our side, he would have done something already about Curly Road and had that road fixed. So thank you very much for listening to me. I appreciate y'all's work. I appreciate you, new commissioner, coming on. God bless you and thank you. So um, I wanted to talk about, um, since I live on Antonio, I wanted to talk about um, some of Mr. Gates' comments. To answer your question on whether or not the county communicated with us that we were closing it, they didn't. Like, we, like all of us that have been on the commission, they never told us, hey, Curly's closing. Yep. Here's, here's what's going to happen. You're right. They should have put a county closure on a county road. They didn't do that. And then by the time they said, oh, crap, that was our mistake. We're going to put it on Sharper. It was too late. Was people, too late. People Everybody already, had already trained themselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, we did have a closure um, reinforced by the, the sheriff's office, and that has expired. I don't know what we would know about like, renewing that, but that could be something to, like, yeah, for the next streets commissioner to um, to open that up. I agree with you that Commissioner Oakley isn't on our side with this. I mean, if any of you are at the Orange Belt Trail, obviously he has some other ideas for the county and it's his vision in mind. But um, I think that our next course of action would be to um, renew that road closure with the sheriff's office. But my concern is with the temporary speed bumps is that people are always going to go around it. Just like on Palm, people are going around Naughty Pine and just going around it. People are going to do that on Summerfield Way because it's an L shape that's going to go right around. So unless we did multiple speed bumps, like in the valley there on the hump where, where the Madden's house is. Yeah, I proposed three. By the duplexes. I didn't, I didn't say that, but I proposed three. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, so like one one on the hump, one on the other side of the hump, one by the duplexes, something like that would be yes. would probably be ideal. Yes. But I think that... Um, that would be our best course of action would be to like re renew that um, road closure and then start some some speed bumps 
because even if people do go around and there's that traffic through Summerfield, then at least other city roads. Can I so address that? Yeah. The this the road closure signs um, do work a little bit. But the problem is, if they're going to pave Oak Street, the buses can't make that turn. They right. have to go, right now, I think they were going up 7th Street when those signs were up to get on Oak Street to make a straight shot across. Well, they can't do it when Oak Street's closed. And I don't know what the proposed paving date is uh, by those new, new houses that are up to the park. But they won't be able to make that turn with the road closure signs so. Yeah, and I and I agree. And there was I actually saw uh, late at night somebody actually took one of the road closed signs because they're in the little temporary states, and they took it out and threw it in in the grass. And it's like you got some nads on you to do that, but um, <laughs> but it's 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 a problem. Like you like you said, like people are going to be defiant and go around um, find a way around not slowing down. But with that road closure enforcement, it allows us to use law enforcement to say you're trespassing, you're going on a closed road, incite people properly. So, so that's not, there's an issue with that, and we actually discussed it with yeah. the county. With the, the language that yeah. enables us to do that does not really, does not truly allow us to only keep local traffic on that road. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot, there's like, Several different threads going on. I'll start with speeding. Speeding is a huge issue in San Antonio. I acknowledge that, and when I became mayor, I actually directed staff to deal with it. The temporary speed bump issue. Unfortunately, we've been advised by council that we we risk if we if we were to put in permanent speed bumps, we risk having to remove them at our own cost. If the county comes in and says that we can't have a speed bump here, and the, the reasoning they're using is EMT, emergency emergency vehicle access. So my solution was. I directed staff to purchase within you know, a week of me becoming mayor. I directed staff to purchase these temporary speed bumps. So we're kind of, it's a trial run right now. Like we're going to on Palm Street? Palm, mm -hmm. and then there's one on, on, on Main closer to the Center. They seem to be working. I mean, I realize that people are going around through through Naughty Pine, and maybe we'll put you know, another bump. Yeah, it's skeleton work. We're doing it piece by piece, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a limited budget. We don't have an unlimited budget as everybody knows. So I just want to assure you that we, we do know it's a problem and we're trying to deal with it. I think the next priority should be Antonio Way. As soon as we get the new ones in, let's try it. Let's see how that works. Um, uh, and then you're speaking of the, the speed bumps. The temporary speed bumps. Yeah. We'll put it at the bottom where they, they go around and they're going to go in the ditch. Um, right. Yeah. So believe me, we hear you. And, and so to talk about the destruction of the road. Yes, there's some cosmetic issues with the road. We actually did have our engineer, I don't know if you can briefly summarize his findings. We act, we were concerned too about that road washing out or being destroyed. And Mr. Housel was able to give us an opinion that the road seems structurally sound to him. Um, so Mr. Housel is gonna pull that up. Let me just say, if you're gonna, if you're gonna purchase those, of course they have to be purchased from a authorized dealer that Right. DOT is approved, and you still have to follow DOT MOT with regard to how they put in. Yeah. They're supposed to have to kind of reflect their front at night so people can see them, see that there's something there at night. Or watch, you know, run over 60 miles an hour. They're going to they have signs on as well. Yes, we have signage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. warning signs. So. Oh, whatever, whatever the, uh, they have a manual of MOT. Yeah. And Mr. Barr has been fantastic about keeping us from 
you know, creating a lawsuit for ourselves. Well, of course. So, <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, the issue well, is one is speed. The other is, you know, our tenants, we have a dumpster and they can't walk on the road. The parents can't walk their kids to school anymore. Um, we can't even go out to the mailbox because <clears throat> these people don't move and they still fly by. They won't, they won't give away anybody. It's just amazing. Taking out our garbage to the dumpster. I had it out with somebody this morning. She wouldn't move, wouldn't budge. And I can't pull that can on the grass because I had a hip replacement. I have to use a smooth road. So I moved over a bit, but she wasn't budging. She was right on that line. Joe from the school says the same thing. When he's mowing that lawn, he looks down and there's a tire right here. <laughs> you know, when he's moving the mowing the uh, area by the street, it's it's bad. It's like, what are these people on? It's crazy. I think I mentioned it the last meeting, but I just want to, in case I didn't, I, I mentioned the other cities I represent. That last legislative session, one of the positive things that they did for us, said to us, um, was that they passed a, a law allowing um, speeding tickets for uh, school zones by camera, which is really brand new. Um, and I know that um, one of my cities is looking at that right now, avoiding green, and, and uh, the, the vendor basically pays for everything, and then uh, they just Get a percentage of the ticket, which is something to consider. I know. I think you need to go out you know, bid if you do something like that. But, but anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out as an idea because it wasn't available before. But it's only within the school zone, and only while school is in. Would, would that be an expense for the city, or would the school board help us out with that? Or no, it's done by this got the vendor. The vendor installed it. Yeah, they they pay for everything. I mean, I, I do you, you do an R, you know RFP where they get proposals on what they're going to do. That would tell you how much you get and um, you know how much it costs you, which should be nothing, based on what these people are saying. You, know, you are a smaller town, but of course, if you're going to put it out somewhere where um, the county has jurisdiction, you know, the issue. the state doesn't give you any, aren't giving them anything. No, the state wouldn't pay for that. Well, no. they, they authorized it. Perfect. Um, so. In a perfect world. Can we expand the, the school zone? Is that or is that is it legally mandated? How how long the school zone has? Yeah, to be? school zones are established by um, the I believe by the school with the school board itself, and uh, uh, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But I I would be willing to bet that you don't have the opportunity to change it. Would that also work for like a private school, like like the Catholic school up here? Does that? Well, that's an interesting question. I believe it does, but because I think I remember somebody mentioned that that was a, uh, as long as it was a, uh, a recognized school as opposed to a child care center or something like that. But but I, I, that's in the statute, so we can check that if you, if you decide you want to do that. Be nice. Well, we do have the speed bumps already out there. I got two other things. The sad thing about this whole thing is the county turned a residential street into a county road. They took a private residential owned by the city of San Antonio and made it a county road through traffic. The other thing is these barriers that we put up, how many times, Scott, did, how many times did they tear the barriers down? At least three times a week. So, the, you know, the barriers do help a little bit, 
Not a whole lot. Yeah, they're not the solution. But the problem is it puts more work on your people and it tears the barriers up that you paid the money for. So, and whoever looked at the road, when I talked to Fig with the county, Figueroa, we walked down Antonio Way and he pointed out three areas where Antonio Way, up by my house, and I live on the corner of Antonio Way and Pasco Road, he pointed out three areas on that street before we got to the bottom of the hill. He said, this is going to be a real problem before too much longer with all this traffic. So, I mean, I'd like to see us move forward as fast as we can to get those speed bumps in and, and encourage the traffic to go down the county road to Sharber Road and make that through. Yeah, I think there's a couple, I mean, human nature, right? I mean, we can't, we can't make people pay. Um, the closure of Hurley and then the widening of Oak happened at the worst possible time, right? So that's compounded the problem a lot. But hopefully with the speed bumps in a few more months, things will be back to normal. I do appreciate the, the, the disruption that this has caused for y'all, and I'm, I'm sorry, and, and we are doing what we can within the city's power to, to, to address it. A lot of the dump trucks are from David Lincoln homes. Are, were they, we instructed them to not go down Oak. Did we instruct them to not go down Antonio too if they're coming from the north? They're supposed to be using Pasco Road. Yeah. Right? Is there a weight limit? We've had semi trucks. No, that's no one's unit. I mean, I, I live on that road. Yeah. I've seen literally semi trucks. Second house? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Large, large 18 yeah. I know that on the record we have said David Weekly co contractors need to not go on Oak. I just don't know if we told them to not go on Antonio. Like, I don't know if we should expressly tell the super that, but maybe. But they've been notified about Oak. We I mean, Mr. Mar, I totally mentioned that, but I, I don't know. They were making about 10 trips a day, at least 10 trips a day back and forth. And they were doing that on Sunday also. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They, were on, they were doing it on Sunday that were probably at night. Well, we are discussing <clears throat> truck routes in the city's next well, so we can provide some That'll give us an opportunity, of course. I love you, but I hear you. Well, there's a, I, I there's a verb in that so. situation. I hear you. So, but I'll wait until that topic comes up. So, I have a question. Oh, please say so your name. I'm sorry, name yeah. and address for the record. Just Olga Rodriguez, uh, 32645 Michigan Avenue. The question after hearing uh, several comments uh, regarding speed, uh, and I think this gentleman mentioned that, you know, he even brought it to the attention of the sheriffs. So my question to you, uh, to the commissioners, is what, how is the, the sheriff's department partnering or how, what are they doing to and I know that's a loaded question I'm totally aware uh, I see I I walk a lot in the community um, I have a dog that's become a walking monster what can I tell you uh, but I, I notice is the speed is, is excessive you know um, on curly on it doesn't matter where I walk is and it's dangerous um, there's no you know there's just no regards for, for human presence. So unfortunately, with the size of our city, we don't have a police department. 
um, rights and right. so so what I'm saying is we, you know it's it's, it's much harder for us to direct the county to do to do our bidding because we're hiring them as contractors. Mm -hmm. Having said that, we did do the budget season. I mean, we all acknowledge, like I said earlier, that's you know that's a problem in the city. And so we budgeted more money to uh, to have more of a, of a presence of deputies in the city uh, ongoing. So the county, I mean, serves us well. It's, it's different. We had our own police department, which I think one day the city probably will get there. But we don't have we have more taxes yet to report that. So with the uh, incredible construction that's going on in the area, my understanding is that Morado is that our San Antonio? Okay. So with, but the additional growth that has taken place. Um, at what point, and I and I heard what you said, Mayor. At what point do we start seriously looking at increasing our our safety for the community via the law? I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I love this little town. Uh, and I just I've seen so many changes in the past several years. It's like I'm going whoa, um, you know. Hopefully, we can stay on top of that growth. And I and I'm not Pollyanna. Trust me, I am not Pollyanna. So, um, if there's anything that I can do to help yeah. our efforts, please call me. It is a good question. I I've asked myself that question about. I mean, when when does San Antonio need its own police department? I I don't know. I mean, we're all volunteers. We're all citizens, mm -hmm. just like you. Um, it's a good question. I think the council has an opinion. Thirty years of doing this. Um, so. Um, Southwest Springs was told by the state attorney's office to get rid of their police department. They're uh, a town of about uh, 2,000, largely new. Um, otherwise, <clears throat> they would not enforce the, the, the arrests. Um, Bowling Green is uh, a town of 3,000, I represent, and they have a, a police department. And uh, I would say primarily because they have a very strong police chief that does a great job for them. And uh, holds it together well. But the city of Avon Park, on the other hand, has over 10,000 residents, and they got rid of their police department in Lucy County. And they pay a huge contract price for that work. So I mean, I would say that you probably need to be at least twice your size before you can you know, pay for a small police department because of the cost of cars and equipment and uh, so on, just for a basic stuff. Just throwing that out. That's there. helpful. I mean, that's a benchmark. So. The city of Mulberry is a, a 5,000 <clears throat> residents. Um, they changed over to the county because of, a lot of it has to do with employment issues. I'd say it's a paramilitary, you know, I mean, I'm not making any statements in time with both police, but it is, you know, that they have their own ideas on how they want to do things. And, you know, um, it's, um, well, it does. Sometimes you rise to employee issues. Based on the police, uh, I was talking to Kevin, and he knows Mike, and I think Mike has sat in some of these meetings. He is the only one that has actually sat and monitored and through radar. Um, and I gave permission to pull into our driveway, I think, like Kevin did. He wrote 20 tickets in one day. One day. As soon as he's gone, <clears throat> they're speeding again. That's what he said. I think yeah. 
As soon as I leave, there's yeah. meeting again. Yeah. And he is our deputy assigned in San Antonio. We share him this thing. He does a great job. I mean, yeah, I, I love like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and he has other calls. He says, yes, of I course. can't spend my yeah. whole shift on one road. I have other calls. So we we made, we passed this, you know, we passed something where we could add an additional deputy for, I think, four hour blocks Hourly, yeah, no, to, try to, to try to combat this. But again, as soon as they, that patrol car leaves, oh, we the speeders are right back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, and that's where the camera thing might come in handy down the line because you know you get you get that momentum going up the hill in Antonio and then you can have the camera right there on the border of the school zone boop yeah take it and that way there's that presence even when Debbie Murmur is there. But I know too you know even you we get a lot of complaints from Antonio Way and the Oak I think some of it's because of the curly but even me on Palm Panic every citizen on Palm Panic could be in the same meeting saying that there's speeding problems on Palm Panic too now. There's probably not a neighborhood in San Antonio that hasn't come to it. Yeah, so it's, it's, not it's not isolated. It's not isolated to your street. I think it's you know with the construction and the you know shutdown and curly, I think it's more evident. I think a lot of those people are getting frustrated. But again, I think, not being yeah, I think society is a, is a whole right now. There's like like you mentioned, there's no respect for nobody's going slow anymore. Everybody's on a hundred mile an hour a day. Get, you know, wherever they're going, but yeah. So, so you know, the deputy's doing. I mean, he's, he's present. He's writing the tickets. They're right back at it as soon as he leaves. Mm -hmm. I just make a suggestion that uh, you put as much pressure on Mr. Oakley as possible to get Curly. I think that's going to solve a lot of the problems on all the streets because Palm. They come up Antonio Way, go down Oak, turn on Michigan, and go down Palm. That's one way they do. And they come on Palm Panic, and they turn over there, and you know, just to, just to miss the light too at 52 and Curly. They try to dodge that. But I think this, I think if we put as much pressure as we can on the commissioners, you know, like like you said, you know, they they're worried about a trail going through the county more than they're worried about their citizens and their streets and their road conditions in the county. So I think the more pressure that we can put on the on the county commissioners to get Curly repaired as soon as possible. And Christmas would be ideal now, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I woke up this morning at three o'clock thinking I'd like to get up before the county commissioners and just tell them exactly how I feel about what they're doing and they're not paying attention to the citizens of the county and what those citizens need and want. And I think, and I call them all the time. I just, I would like to see y'all call them and tell them that you're a commissioner in the city of Santa Ana and you would love to see that Curly Road fix as soon as possible. That's our main road. Well, I know, I know Commissioner Schrader, I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I know that she's been in and out of Commissioner Oakley's office a lot on on this issue. I think you have too, and former Commissioner Anderson did as well. Um, I do know that um, his seat is open for re-election this session, so yeah. you've got to make your voice heard. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Remind your friends to keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. And just know how some of the names in Pasco County go back a long way and some of those influences you might see in your community. I just want to thank you all again and we appreciate what you're doing. 
I've sat on that commission myself. I know it's it's a tough job to try to satisfy everyone, but I, but we really do appreciate what you have done and what you are doing to solve these problems in the city for us. And thank you for that. All right. Any more public comment? All right. Moving on to the mayor's report. Um, I try to acknowledge when a <clears throat> prominent citizen of the city passes away. Uh, we did lose a, a very prominent member of our community uh, last month. Uh, Mary Cannon Cabot uh, passed away with a stroke. Um, and when I was thinking about what I'd say about Mary, I, I could go on and on about her commitment to the city and the things she did, like Garden Club and Catholic Women's Club. She was such a great citizen of the university, um, at, at St. Louis University. I'm going to tell a personal story. Um, <clears throat> Yasmin and I started dating a year and a half ago. Um, every time we'd see Mary out and about, either at church or at Ralph's or at university, she'd always make a point to come over and, and say, good job, or I like where this is going, or you're, you're, doing, you're doing great, like, keep it going. And Yasmin and I are actually getting married uh, next Friday, and so I, I, I wanted to acknowledge the, the sweetness and the kindness that was so essential to Mary and such a, such a big part of who she was as a person. Um, and I want to say that she also was out of the So. Um, Mary, we'll miss you very much. Um, I, uh, on behalf of the city, I send my condolences to, to Bob and Christy. Um, we will have another vacancy on the city commission. Uh, Commissioner Schrader uh, will tender her resignation on uh, November 1st. We will open uh, the vacancy up for applications uh, on November 2nd. Uh, it will close on Monday, November 13th. And uh, if possible, if the commission could, could check their calendars, I'd like to uh, schedule the interviews for that week. Um, I would prefer to do it uh, in the evening as opposed to a, not, not a Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I prefer not to do that. So, so you said November 13th is when it ends? Yeah, so the, we could meet as early as right after close of business on the 13th, or I, I don't know how folks, um, how people move slow. Um, I'm free on the 14th, and that's a week from our, like, exactly a week from our next meeting. Yeah. I can, over. I can do the 14th. Uh, we'll be getting back out of the country on the 14th. Okay. So I'll get any day after the 14th. Okay, so. 15th? 16th. 15th, 16th. But can you finish your one? I'm, I'm all friends with Andrew. Do you want to do the 15th? No problem. Okay. Like 6.30? Okay. Second. Yeah. So we will hold interviews for a vacancy at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday, November 15th. And how will we, um, are we going to do it like we did last time where we um, conduct the interviews and then we just make a decision there after we vote? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then we'll swear the commissioner in at the November 21st meeting. Um, okay. uh, we've always held our commission meetings at 7.30 p.m. Uh, due to Commissioner Anderson, he's no longer on the commission. So I wanted to open it up to um, see if the commission would be willing to, to move our meetings up by an hour to 6.30. I'm not suggesting we change the date. I think Tuesday is, is fine. <laughs> so um, would 6.30 be okay? Well, um, I, I want to, uh, Mr. Beard, does that work for you? Because he comes a long way. So like the 6.30. Yep, no, Easier the earlier, the better, quite frankly, for me, because as it is right now, um, it's a dark zone between <laughs> if I leave it at the four, it's, it's horrendous traffic, two hours of traffic. 
if I leave at three, I have to hang out somewhere for a couple hours once I get there. So do it earlier, it, it makes it actually better for me. Thank you. I, Mr. Schrader and I have worked in the room for a long time. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and she's also a difficult part of the um, So if that works for everybody, I will make a motion to move our regularly scheduled meetings at 7.30 p.m. on the third Tuesday of the month to 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday. So, and would that be effective the next meeting? It could be. When do you want to make it? Well, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering because, um, you know, I used to work local and now I work in the USF. So that when it's coming straight here, I can make that work. I just want to make sure. Um, I guess it would be effective. It's effective whenever we make it. I'm, I'm good for it. Do we want to make it first of the year? And well, I can do it the next one. Yeah. Yeah, effective immediately. Okay. So we had a, I made the motion that we had a second from um, Commissioner Huckabee. Uh, any other commissioner comments? Public comment? Right, no. Um, I have a comment. Uh, how will you let the citizens know that? Uh, all of our meeting minutes are posted. We could put something on the website as well, mm -hmm. maybe put a posting at the post office and on the board so we don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Um, all favor of the motion, please signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, hearing none, the motion carries against it. All right. Um, the last thing I have in the mirror report <coughs> is the truck routes that we talked about earlier. Um, I'm not a traffic engineer, none of us are on this commission, and we're actually lacking our streets commissioners. But I think let's let's start the discussion tonight. Um, attorney Bureau, if you could run us through maybe the highlights of the of the um, ordinance, sure. and then we can discuss it. We can bring public feedback, and maybe we'll vote on it tonight. Maybe not. Um, there's a list of streets in there that this would apply to, so perhaps we want more time to, to think about which streets we want to see as as, as truck routes or not truck routes. Probably more specifically. Um, sure. Let me just. Uh... Uh, so I was asked to look at uh, truck ordinance, uh, truck route ordinance for you, and I, I did. I modeled this after uh, a friend of mine's uh, city, uh, uh, city has a, a code very similar to this. And uh, what we basically are saying is that uh, we're making everything uh, uh, not a truck route. It's a regulated street. Um, except those stated, the truck routes will include all streets under the jurisdiction of the Department of Transportation, state roads, um, all county roads designated as truck routes by the Pasco Board of County Commissioners. And then for you guys, it's that portion of Pontanic Road between 3rd Avenue and South State Road 52. Now, the question I have on that is, you know, since you only have half of that, um, you know, it raises an issue as to whether you have to get um, St. Leo to agree to this, but we'll have, have to you know, discuss that with them at some point. Um, all of Pennsylvania Avenue, and uh, so those are really the only truck routes that you have because those are the only streets that you can really say, all right, this is our street, we're going to allow trucks to use these streets because you have to allow. Some streets, um, but uh, everything else, all regulated um, trucks within the city shall be operated only over or along truck routes established by in subsection B above. But uh, notwithstanding that section, um, they can operate on, um, on a street of destination, but they have to use um, uh, only streets upon which the traffic is permitted are used to be uh, until reaching the intersection nearest the destination point. And except uh, authorized emergency vehicles, 
Um, we accept detour trucks. I'm sorry, that's a point of contention today. <laughs> um, and uh, government vehicles. Um, so that's really it in a nutshell. Um, uh, it seems to make sense. I, I'm, what I'm thinking about is maybe we should pass the first reading tonight just so we can keep it moving. What's the yeah. definition of a truck? Yeah, it's. Um, Vehicles designed or used principally for the carriage of goods, which are in excess of one ton capacity or have three or more axles. Right, it's under A there. Part A, page two. So, so deliveries, like heavy deliveries that run that long. Yeah, whatever, whatever, if it's over uh, in excess of one ton truck, a one ton truck, or uh, uh, has three or more axles, then it's you know, it's a regulated truck. Now, that doesn't mean they can't make deliveries. It just means that they have to use um, truck routes, or if they have to go on a street to make a delivery on a street that's closed, then they, then they go directly to that using um, a, a the most for the most point the truck route. Yeah. And then uh, whatever intersection is closest to their their location, they use that. Right. So it's not perfect, but that's all we can do because we have to allow deliveries. That's a commerce clause of the United States Constitution. I, this seems like a good start to me. I'm, I think we should at least vote on the first reading tonight uh, and then think it over and, and then bring it back. Uh, I mentioned something. Do I have to make a motion to put the public on there? I'm sorry, I'm not, we're just starting. No, no, since it's not a public hearing. Okay, but at least I'll take There's, I think that's great. That's fantastic. I assume our road is in there, Antonio Bay, and we do get semis coming up there. But the burden that I see is we have a school there we get deliveries from large trucks now that detour can go out uh, Darby Road from Bellamy Brothers Road off of 52 and that is a short distance from from Darby to where they have to go uh, rather than coming down past Dick and down the gully and up so just as long as they all understand. <laughs> well, this, that, that's so, what this means here. The operation of a regulated truck upon any street where necessary to conduct business, construction, or maintenance operations at this destination point, but only if the streets upon which tra uh, truck traffic is permitted are used until reaching the intersection nearest the destination point. So as long as it meets that. So that would have to be the route that they would so it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Antonio. It would be Bellamy Brothers of Darby. Yeah. And that, there is a short distance yeah. where they take their freight in, uh, which is happens to be right next to our house at four o'clock. Oh, in the, in the back of the school you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That used to happen on Curly used to, yeah. to Darby to the school. Right. So in this case, it would be Pasco to Sharber to Darby to buy your. Because they if they be, went that route, if they went that route, yeah. which they would yeah. have to, because at least that's what I'm interpreting this by, because Antonio is a city road. Yes. Yeah. So um, the one requirement is we have to put people on notice, so we have to have proper signage for that. And uh, this you have to go to the FDOT. I looked under their list of signs, and it's a morass for me. Maybe <laughs> you guys know how to find that stuff better than I do. Uh, but uh, even signs, and so not every, even though technically only these streets are truck routes, only the ones that are marked as not truck routes are, uh, are going to be actually protected. And so eventually you might get a lot of them. And then you just got to use them. Yeah, and then you have to 
but it's pretty easy because all they have to do is see them in. They don't have to clock them or anything else. Mm -hmm. You're there, you get a quick ticket. Unless, of course, they have a reason for doing that. Yeah, uh, I think this is a great start. Um, let me go ahead and read the short title and then we can consider the, most, the ordinance. Uh, ordinance number 07 2023. Ordinance of the City of San Antonio, Florida, amending the City Code Article 2 by adding Division 4, Section 50-80, providing findings of the Commission, providing for designated trucks, truck routes, and removal of undesignated streets as streets used by trucks except under narrow circumstances and exceptions, providing for proper signage for non-designated roads, providing for codification, providing for repeal of conflicting codes, ordinances, and resolutions, providing for separate buildings for those areas. The motion is on the floor. Is there a, a, a ordinance on the floor? Is there a motion to accept ordinance number 07 2023? So moved. So motion by Commissioner Huckabee. Is there a second? Second. Second by Commissioner Cagle. Commissioner Hammond? I agree. This is a good skeleton work and it gets us to for enforcement. Is it, is it over one ton or one ton and over? It's one ton carriage. So it's, it's carriage of goods that are in excess of one ton capacity. So not something like an Amazon van or something. Those are three quarter tons. You know, like Larry, for all his record, run my house, run down there. But if it's going to the destination, it's all right. Right, right. Yeah. And and this is like you said, this is just like there's a like way to open the door and, and then we can tweak it if there's like a you know that affects a pickup truck that somebody uses regularly to their house and things like that. But well, he's insanely accurate. It goes down our road. That's, that's the issue. That's something we should consider because right. that's a shared road. So, so yeah. and so a one-ton pickup truck pulling a excavator to their house. Well, yeah, especially if it's in Dooley because you're over. Yeah, one ton. Yeah. So I said, is it over one ton or one ton? And over? It's a, a lot of one-ton trucks. One, it's one ton and over. An excess. It's a. There's an excess. An excess of one-ton capacity. Okay, so it's over. One time, duly smart. Any other commission comment? Any public comment? Yes. Um, Janice, Janice Davis, one two one one six Palm Street. Um, I want to know who's going to designate the roads that are going to be for truck use, because Palm is, it's the way in. Every truck in the world comes down our road. Well, we, we don't designate we don't designate the, the the ones that are not truck routes. The ones that are truck routes are right in here in the ordinance, which are um, obviously uh, DOT roads, um, county roads that are designated as truck routes, and that portion of Pompanic Street between Third Avenue and State Road 52, all of Pennsylvania Avenue, and that's it. Well, but um, if you put all of Pennsylvania Avenue, Pennsylvania comes down and dead ends at Palm. So that means the trucks are going to be headed out of the city on Palm. No. No, that means that they would have to take Pennsylvania out to Curly. That's right. But how are they going to get to Pennsylvania? Because Pennsylvania dead ends at Palm. Well, if they're on Pennsylvania, they just go the other direction to Curly. 
because they, they have to use the routes, the truck routes, unless they're making a delivery or uh, an operation or construction or something. I, okay, but what I'm saying to you is you're saying all of Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania, there's a big portion of Pennsylvania that it comes straight to Palm. I, 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 you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, there are parts of Pennsylvania that are in uh, where the Mexican restaurant is and all of that. But there's also parts of Pennsylvania that are that is very residential and dead ends at Palm. We exclude Pennsylvania from Curly to Palm? To Palm, yes. Or just make it from the portion of Pennsylvania east of Curly. Mm -hmm, that's a great idea. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, you can have a motion to amend to include that change. Um, if that's what you want to do, and then it, it, you can preserve the first reading. Right. So I'll make said motion to amend uh, the ordinance to reflect that Pennsylvania west of Curley is not a truck route. Second or second from Commissioner Damick. No. Both just went through. Okay. So all in favor? Please aye. Say aye. 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 All opposed. Hearing on the motion. The Thank you. All right, any more public comment? I just simply say, <clears throat> I don't live here. I'm not really familiar with all the roads. When I wrote this, I actually pulled up Google Maps and just looked at it and said, well, it is reasonable. So if there's anything else you want to change in the future, just go ahead and change it. You know, because um, I, I I don't know the, the streets as well as you all do. I completely agree. I mean, we got the agenda packet on Friday. It's you know, Tuesday while work. So I, I fully understand that the commission including myself may not have had time to, to fully digest it. So I think we should think about it. If you have other suggestions, Graham, that can be used. Just real quick, Third Street. I mean, I think Pompani having a truck route is meant for the maintenance building of the St. Leo. Mm -hmm. would, would it go all the way to Third again? It says would it need to? the portion of Pompani between Third and 52. So anything from Third, at least how I'm interpreting yeah, north, it. Or south, so, third. Yeah. From like the Trader's Place, so. That's counting the 52 miles. What I looked at there was I looked at Palm Panic and, you know, and I just chose the section that was did not look more rural than it looked more city. Right, Pennsylvania. Same Pennsylvania. Take Palm, take Palm Panic to Pennsylvania. No, that's got to go past to get to the maintenance garage. Okay. Gotta go to. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of that street on the south side. Is it just Jones? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. image of cover. Or... I think that maybe we should like sit down with a map and then like mm -hmm. hammer it out at the next. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, well, the streets commissioner will be brand new at the next meeting, but you know we don't have, we don't have to pass this this necessity meeting, right? We can skip skip a month. No, so the only requirement is you have 10 days of advertisement between this reading and or, and your, uh, or 10 days of advertisement before you pass the second reading at a public hearing. So let's think about seating the, the streets commissioner the next meeting, mm -hmm. having them vote when you vote when they come in with their suggestions for the December meeting. For the second reading. For the second reading. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And right. what if, what if, like, if this person is, like, you know, more of a local like that's been here for a while like would we be able to like, talk if they're familiar with the road would we be able to like talk about it then so i can look forward to or would we have to wait to see um 
You can talk about it next meeting. It, it depends, I guess, if we do the advertising. Well, we don't advertise it, then no, but if we do advertise it, it's, it's a possible. Or can they still discuss it in November as long as they don't vote on it and have the public hearing for That's it? Right. Okay. That's yeah, right. so we, yeah, let's discuss it. I think it's we not, discuss yeah. it in November. This is unlike the rates, you know, the utility rates. Anytime you're going to discuss it, consider yeah. you have to advertise for it in the, in the, in the bills, which is really uncomfortable. But uh, here, it's, there's no such uh, requirement. You can talk about it at any city commission meetings pro properly called. Maybe um, next meeting we could take that um, giant map that Mr. Kowalski has and bring it up here in the meeting tonight. So that way the public and people on Zoom can see like what roads are considered. Too. So we know the Catholic Church delivers stuff like that, and the Catholic school. Destination? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. still destination. So yeah, it's still destination. It's right by 52. Mm -hmm. All right, if there's no more comment, we will. I just wanted to thank everybody. Yeah, and you are. Nice right. meeting you all. Okay. I hope your problem gets fixed just all as right. much as ours. <laughs> Mr. Huckabee, nice meeting you, okay. and welcome to San Ann. So, thanks for your input. Thank you. All right, um, I'll take a roll call there on this one. Um, Commissioner Schrader Thompson. Commissioner Cable. Aye. Commissioner Danick. Aye. Commissioner Huckabee. Aye. I vote in favor of the motion that carries the case. Thank you. All right, we will discuss this next month and bring it back up for the next Okay, that's it for the marriage report. Um, Mr. Bureau. Yeah, this is an impact statement. Um, basically, uh, one of the things the legislature did to us, as opposed to for us, was to require that now all your ordinances, such as the one we're doing right now, before they're advertised, or the, as of the date they're advertised, that you do a business impact statement, estimate um, statement. It has to be posted on your website. Um, and um, I sent information to the clerk on how to do those and so on. And uh, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't require accountants or bookkeepers and like that. It, just, it requires good faith. You know, and what some cities are doing is they had they know their businesses and they call the businesses and just simply ask them, "What do you think of this? Do you think it's going to be a problem? Do you think it's going to cost you money? Or you know, is it going to be an impact?" And that sort of thing. Everybody will know more as we do it. Obviously, we'll learn about it. It's um, the same thing that's required by the Florida Legislature now when they do bills. They decide that they want us to have the same fund. So uh, we, we are stuck with this. Um, this is to implement that in your code, so that there's no mistake that we're going to do it in compliance with Florida law. So the sign, the cost of the signs must be budgeted and submitted. Now this is a different thing. This, oh. this is relating to the uh, business impact uh, estimates, and that they're just basically it's a form that's going to the clerk will fill out or somebody will fill out with the clerk's office or go to the city hall, and um, they'll um, go through this the list of things that I put in there, which I got. I didn't invent myself. I got that from the Florida League of Cities. Um, helpfully put that in. I actually did the model of the ordinance that I did as well. It's some changes that I put in. But anyway, it, that, um, um, that's the requirement that we do from now on. And, and like I said, it has to be posted by the time we do publication, the date of publication of your ordinance. So when you do your 10-day ordinance publication, it needs to be in at that point. Hmm. Governor, after COVID, felt that 
there's been an attack on public schools generally uh, the last few years, but the governor felt that during COVID, some municipalities took too strong of a position that it negatively attacked business. This is to protect the businesses there. Whether or not this commission would ever do anything to impact our local businesses, I can't see how we would, but whether or not we would or wouldn't, it doesn't matter. We actually have to do this. I agree. Thanks. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I, um, uh, there's been a lot of attacks on uh, home rule, and uh, it's kind of ironic since it's in the Constitution or Constitution. But nevertheless, it does state that any statute thank you, and contrary, yeah, we can't we can't oppose it. Uh, contrary to any statute, state statutes, they just keep on passing statutes. It tells what we can't do. Um, and but this um, some of them are unfunded funded mandates, and I believe this is one of those because it's going to take time and effort to put it together by staff that had plenty of other things to do. But that's my personal opinion. Yeah, it's definitely worked on staff. I'll go ahead and read the, the short title so we can consider the ordinance. Uh, ordinance number 06-2023, an ordinance of the City of San Antonio, Florida, providing for amending Chapter 2, adding Article 7, Section 2-224, for implementing the state statutory mandate to prepare business impact estimates prior to adoption of proposed ordinances pursuant to Section 166.0414 or statutes providing findings, adopting business impact estimate procedures, requirements, and exemptions, adopting business impact estimate worksheet, allowing amendment of such worksheet by the city commission, providing for charging for costs of business impact assessment when appropriate, providing for severability, benefits, scrivener's errors, and inspections. Is there a motion to adopt ordinance number 6 2023? Motion by Commissioner Cagle, second by Commissioner Huckabee. Any commission comment? Any public comment? Hearing none, make a roll call vote. Commissioner Schrader is absent. Commissioner Cagle? Aye. Commissioner Damick? Aye. Commissioner Huckabee? Aye. I vote in favor of the ordinance and it passes unanimously on the first reading. Thank you. We will take that back up in November. All right, Commissioner reports. Building and Zoning Commissioner Huckabee. Oh, we had 20 building permits issued in the month of September. Four of them were for new homes, for a total of $1.58 million in construction value, and then 16 permits for repairs and improvements for $347,184.09 for 53072 impact fees and $34,993.56 Thank you. Um, I believe we have an issue. The petitioner is asking for uh, a permit to put a fence in. Yes. Yes. So, um, Weekly Homes, while they're working on some of the hardscaping for the property that's going to be part of the HOA for Carmela, they submitted a permit originally for some fencing that was approved with no issue. They have come back and asked if they can install a portion of the fencing within the 15 foot utility easement, um, just for better alignment with some of the existing fences in the area. So we talked to Attorney Bure and your recommendation was if the commission were to approve them installing it in the utility easement, there would need to be an agreement that if we need to, we or any other utility, 
yeah. correct needs to access that utility easement and the fence has to be removed it needs to it won't be replaced on our expense it needs to be either at the developer still in the process of them building or the yeah. hoa in the future they've accepted that they're open to that term. Correct. Um, there is a precedent for this in the city. Uh, it's in the agreement with Wedgwood. So, um, I believe the board is to, to vote on this tonight to approve or deny if, if you so approve. Then it goes into effect contingent on the agreement reached with with Wedgwood or its successor. Well, like I said, it, it, I would have. Um, uh, Monica Mercer with our, our property office do a, um, a covenant running with the land. So they've seen that permanently as opposed to an agreement which might get lost and then somebody says, we're supposed to replace that or you know, are they supposed to replace that? And so this way if we do a covenant running with the land, it would be on the title of the property. So somebody could look and see if the easement was modified to provide this. So should we vote on this tonight to to, to vote? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, before we voted, I wanted to know what, since Mr. Morrow is the one that like does all the work in case something did go wrong, like I want to know what he thought. I'm fine with the uh, HOA with the developer governing the cost of replacement. I have no issue with that. As long as it doesn't encroach deeply into the easement <coughs> area, that's the one concern I have with it. So Post, post holes in your pipe too. Correct. <laughs> so yeah. what type of fence was it going to be? Did they, did they give us a, a I think it's just a, a vinyl picket fence? Fence. It's vinyl, 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 vinyl picketed or uh, solid? Yeah, real. real kind of like what's in Summerfield? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Farm style. Okay. Two so, rail. Did you let them know that they need to call 811 before mm -hmm. they do that? Because it is on Right. So, is there a motion to allow Weekly Homes to proceed with this with their um, request uh, contingent on the agreement with uh, between them and the city uh, regarding replacement costs? What would be our option if we didn't? Just curious. Yeah, but then that would be it. They would have to go with what was originally approved, which was what. It's outside of the easement. Oh. It's the location of the fence, not necessarily. So we're not, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like it's, it's less of an exception, more of a just letting them take the risk that they may have to walk over. But it allows the people that are going to live there to have the fence further out, it gives them more property for whatever. You know, use. Even though it's the property, you know, we have an easement, it's still their property. We just have a partial interest in the property by way of the easement. And we protect that so that, you know, like Mara said, you know, you don't want to have the expense of having to go in and replace all this stuff that people put in the easement trees and sheds and, and uh, fences and so on. But as long as they, they're responsible for it, it should be okay. It's not typical, but their, their complaint was that there's not enough room to put it. Inside the easement. So, so, if I may, was this poor planning on their part? Not anticipating that they sounds like it. Okay, it's just all the property they had. We we demanded the easement for the utilities. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we took the easement. So 
It is private property. They're not asking to build it. I mean, just to be clear, yeah. they're not asking yeah, to build it. Yeah, I understand that. I had to comply with the requirements of permits. Yeah, I had to put my plans to make sure I didn't violate. We just want them. I mean, yes, because it is what I see that we're talking about Oak Street, Carmela. I mean, that has become a challenge to navigate to. And those homes are so close to the road. I'm wondering if I'm sure they're meeting the basement requirements. It's like right there. And where does this have to be a border on the outside of the Yes, and it's only on the Pasco Road side. It's not anywhere near it's Oak Street. Yes, so they are here on 1313 4 Rinaldi Road, San Antonio. I could see a minor um, uh, problem in the future with people that may buy a home on that side of the road, uh, if that's at Pasco. If inside, on their quote unquote property, if they build anything or put any structure inside the fence, which they consider their property, and that has to come down one day. Not only is a fence going to have to come down, but any structure that's within that space that belongs to kind of today. And if somebody doesn't know that off the bat and just buys it and they think it's inside the fence, it's their property, whenever, if and when that is taken down, whatever structure, whatever their garden or dog pen or whatever, I don't know, structure. If it's against there inside that privacy fence, it would have to come down and might cause a problem later on. But it'll show up on title insurance. It would. It would show on their survey and um, and so on. But um, I mean, I think it's a good point. It's a valid point. I, only thing I can say though is that you know that you simply ask weekly to you know to um, make sure that they understand that they can't build inside that easement even though the fence is there. But if um, until he goes out there and digs up, they're just gonna, you know, hit that shed or whatever it is, and and then and they're gonna complain. We're gonna say, well, you should have checked your survey before you put it there, just like you should call eight one one before you dig. You know, these are just things that when you own a house, you should you know, understand. These are things that you learn the hard way, or you hopefully you learn the easy way. Well, only there's definite setbacks. Even with accessory use, yeah. I mean, secondary structures got to be certain distance off property lines. So hopefully that would be fine. Three feet off the back. Only setback is three feet off the back. Three feet. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Five on the side. It could be. It, it could be. It could be mis misleading to the homeowner if they put their if they buy a you know five thousand dollar shed. And they put it there. It won't be just like okay. I'll just move it. It'll be it'll be a problem at one point. If it if it there would then if they think they can go up three feet or whatever it is from their fence. If the if they think in their mind the fence is my property from here to here, they could put as far as they're concerned they can put it right up to the fence or whatever because it's inside their property. Thinking that so I I I I agree. Most people. I mean somebody like me. I probably would just look at what's inside my fence. Yeah, you know, I would go look at my, my, you know, any kind of a deed or anything that would say. Well, we can't protect everybody, but I, I think it's a good point. And, uh, you know, I can simply ask them to, to you know, 
market, market on their surveys that they when they close on a house and it shows that they can't build there. How many feet are they intended on moving it from the original? Where do they even fly in? What I have on the drawing is let's see, it travels 428 linear feet from column of the northwest corner of lot 20, six inches behind the south edge of the 15 foot utility easement. Six feet? Six inches. So it encroaches six inches onto, the, onto our easement? Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's And it's still on. their private property. Yeah, no, nobody's going to really be able to create a well problem with that then. Not six mm -hmm. inches. That's what we're talking about? Six, six inches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not six feet either. No, it would be a yeah, most our easement's only 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. Our easement is only 15. Yeah, so we, we try to get a big number. Talking about six inches. Moving the fence six yeah. inches. Can't take a track over 15 feet, though. At least they're doing it the right way by asking us. Six inches today? Well, I mean, six inches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, six inches. I'm just saying, because, you know, I, I, when I put my house and I put up fans, you know, it's like somebody told me it was like 15 feet. Eastman, I'm going, what? That's my property. Right, so I'm learning a lot here. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll entertain a motion uh, to grant that. Yeah, I'll second it. You have to, I'm just asking. Oh, so you're making yeah, I'll make a motion. Okay. Is there a second? Would affect the fence. Oh, the fence you're just going to be. I'm just in the subdivision. I'm on Oak Street. Oh, all right. Oh, if you're not going to be where this fence is, it's going to be, then it wouldn't affect you. Yeah. You'd have to move your your uh, your benefit or detriment. I'll say it. Six inches. Okay. Six inches. Okay. So we have a motion. Uh, is there any commission comment? Any public comment? Um, all favor of the motion signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Okay. Motion carries. All right, anything else for building and zoning? Commissioner Cable. Okay, so uh, Christmas in the Park is coming up. Um, you know, for those that are new to the area, it's a great time of year to uh, you know, have some local entertainment and um, see a lot of the displays that property owners put out um, on behalf of the Garden Club, just um, some artwork that um, showcases each of the family names. Um, it's, been, it's been a tradition around the community for quite some time now. Um, I did, there was some confusion with the Garden Club in past years on how much they could spend that the city of San Antonio would reimburse them for. So I just wanted to go on the record and even though it's within my spending authority, I wanted to make a motion to set the Garden Club's budget to $1,000 for Christmas in the Park, specifically for Christmas decorations, just so that it's clear on the record, set in stone, that that's what they can use that money for, and that's what we will reimburse them for. All right, so we have a motion for Commissioner Cable. Is there a second? That's all right. Any commission comment? Nope, I just wanted to just really drive home that it's just, it's purely for clarification 
So that way, when um, the Garden Club is giving us those receipts to reimburse for, that we're, we have something clear to stick to. Is that, is that what they asked for? Thousand dollars, or is that what's always traditionally? Been? That's what's always traditionally. Been. Any other commission comments? Hello there. Hello there. It's wonderful. Putting that, that piece of ornament together. Yeah. It's a great tradition. It's, it's, it's sadly one of the few pieces I've left in the city. Any public comment? Okay. Um, all in favor of the motion signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, hearing none, the motion please. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all. Do you have anything? How's the Doc come along on the lakefront part, it's still sagging, right? It's still sagging. Okay. Yeah. More to come on the prop, the dock. Why is it sagging? We're going through budget season to make sure everything is wonderful. Have you applied for the permit? I've not applied for the permit. You know, we still have to work yeah, out exactly. with St. Leo Correct. on so, so. splitting the cost of it. Yeah. Understood. Okay. All right. Our streets commissioner is absent. Um, did she ask staff to present anything in her stead? She did not. Water commissioner Danley. Yeah, well, we're going to bring up the new meter ins installation issue for the budgeting for new meters. That's there. No, we didn't do anything for new meters. Oh, you mean the tie-in in the? Yeah, we did a budget analysis of the cost for new meters at new at the new permit. You know, for new housing, new permits. We we found that what we're charging for new meter install is a little bit light with the increase in cost of. Labor and happened. Yeah, yeah the, tap, the the annual tapping. That's on the other. We have two. Yeah, so we have two resolutions. I, we can tackle them however you want. Uh, we have a, a, a resolution for tapping fees, which is resolution ten, and then we have a resolution for the deposit. Okay, I'll talk you about. Did, you got it on there. Already? Yeah. So okay. Let's um let's do the resolutions first, and then we'll go back to the. It looks like there's a bit opening, and then you want to buy some equipment. All right, um, I'll read the short title, Resolution 9-2023, a resolution of the City Commission of the City of San Antonio, Florida, instituting a deposit for all new water accounts in the amount of $150 and providing for an effective date. Um, is, is there a motion to pass Resolution 09-2023? So moved. Uh, Commissioner, could you make the, the motion? Is there a second? Second. Second from Commissioner Cagle. Any commission discussion? This will be for new water customers. It will be $150. That more accurately reflects the new rates that we passed. But generally speaking, that new customer, uh, when somebody's disconnected, they're also required to put up a new deposit as well. Yes, it's. I think it's written that way. I just want to make sure that. that so anybody who's about gets their water cut off, then they have to. If they only have 120, they'll own an additional 30. Any public comment? Okay, I will take um, a roll call vote, but Commissioner Pepperdeepis. Um, is that I didn't remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Huckabee made the motion, and Mr. Kennedy made the second. All right, um, Commissioner Cable. Aye. Commissioner Damick. Aye. Mr. Schrader is absent. Commissioner Huckabee. Aye. I vote in favor of the resolution. It passes unanimously. 
Right. Uh, resolution 10 2023. I'll go ahead and read the short title and then staff or staff or water commissioner can do that. Resolution 10-2023, a resolution of the City of San Antonio, Florida, modifying existing tap-in fees and fees for tap-in crossing roads, providing for severability, conflicts, and providing for effectiveness. Mr. Pazeski, do you want to give some background on this? Uh, it's basically, we do this every year. It's We do the uh, cost analysis of what the, the materials and the labor to install um, new meters, or new connections, and obviously with Annual increases in salary that that portion almost always goes up unless we have a, a a wage freeze and then of course you know the cost of a meter the cost of the other materials so this is basically the annual updating it we do it every October after after the or uh, basically the staff's raises have gone into effect to properly reflect so we're not losing money on tap ins. Um. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a, in the columns it says 2022 rate and 2022 yeah. rate, so the column on the right should say 2023 rate. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't want to step on anybody's toes, <laughs> but um, what is what is included in the tap in? The tap in, the tap of the line, right? Tap of the line, the meter, the backflow, the box. But you, but some of them are already tapped because the city is then it would be just the meter back load box. And so that's why I like to have well, I prefer that you have a what's called a meter installation fee. Or, or and you can have a long service or a short service, long service being across the street, short service being on this side of the street. And then have a tapping fee if you do tap it. But I, I always recommend and this is something we have to do, but you know, that's We've always required that they have a, a licensed plumber or underground contractor do the work and then leave it open and then be there and then call us for an inspection. And the guy goes out there and inspects it, make sure that they did a good job and clean and it's tight and all that. And uh, that way you guys have time to do something else as opposed to those. The new, the new construction is, is that way. But if it is an old lot, some of these lots are just in place in town, you got to dig down between and do that tap in or go across the road. Is going to change with these other things that are coming up too. Okay. Well, think about anyway. I'm not just a suggestion of meter installation fee, yeah. and and then do the, the tap fee separately, a short short line or a long line. Is there are separations in the first. Yeah, there is. There is separations for. We have to do a directional. We have to do a directional board okay. across the street. That would be considered a long tap at that time. Okay. Probably were to just go different. And some of our taps, we use a backflow preventer above ground. Some we put boxes. How we did, how we differentiate between that box? Size of the meter. Size of the meter. Yeah, commercial. Commercials above ground because they require RP unit, as opposed to in ground. It's a dual residential check. Those are allowed to be on the ground. But um, if you have a double check valve or RP, reduced pressure yeah. type backflow preventer, they have to be above ground. There has to be a place for that water to spill in order for it to work. So all residential have a box. Right. Unless so otherwise specified and paid for if they want it above ground. With Almar, they wanted all one inch meters. So they're all, in Almar, they're all above ground meters. Okay. They requested. Wow, and they're paying higher rates. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. Smart. All right. Any other commission comment? Any staff public? 
other comments? All right, is there a motion to adopt resolution number 10 2023? So moved. Motion was made by Commissioner Cable. Is there a second? I'll second. Second by Commissioner Daniels. We are here. So, comments so I'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Cable. Aye. Commissioner Daniels. Aye. Commissioner Schrader is absent. Commissioner Huckabee is aye. I vote in favor. The resolution passes. Okay, um, Mr. Morrow, do you want to discuss um, the locator equipment? So the public works we would like to purchase lo new locating equipment for helping identify our utilities throughout the city to make uh, locations for work to be done more accurately and to GPS locate all of our assets for the water system. You want to purchase both of these pieces of equipment? Correct. They work in tandem together. Okay, so um, it's like sonar and then you can locate? Correct. Okay. Correct. Do we require tape or wire for uh, uh, the zoomer is five years old. Five years old. I think locate is a great idea. Scott, how much is PVC in the water line that we have in the ground here without a tracer? Where it won't work on? I would say probably an eighth of it. It's not a super enormous amount. We yeah. can, we have to, with other equipment that we need to purchase, we can help locate that and then at that time we'll have a good. We can rent that equipment for that one eighth. Yeah, we can. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to purchase it though. So it, it, for it, other it, things, we will put in tandem. I think it's a great idea because I mean, uh, they call eight one one. How we locate the line without doing a lot of work, but yeah. Right. So, so only trying to identify what these lines are, attached to a fire hydrant or a meter or anything that's connected to the metal mains, and then send the signal out for four hundred fifty yards in every direction. Send one person. Send one person out to locate. They punch pull right through through the pipe. It's happening. <laughs> so Scott, part of that software upgrade we're doing, we can implement. It ties all together. We tie these these maps, this so charted the map, into this for GPS. Location. This locator has a we have record of it. Correct. It goes to my phone or to whatever device, whoever's carrying that device. The GPS ping locations are sent to that. Right. And that can be uploaded to the giant. So it's kind of part of that bigger picture, right. anyway. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'll entertain a motion to purchase um, two pieces of locator equipment, one in the amount of $3,660.91 and the other in the amount of $3,460.91. So, motion. So, motion by Commissioner Cagle, second by Commissioner Huckabee. Is it Commissioner Huckabee? Oh, it's just, again, it's growing pains. You know, it's, it's nice to have. And, I mean, it's an expense. Can I have that quick point? We gotta grow. Absolutely. We gotta keep growing and we gotta stay on top. As we said when we set the budget. It'll save countless hours of digging and yeah. searching. We wanna be fiscally responsible. We need to have a forward-looking budget. So. Right. All right. Um all in favor of the motion signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed here, another motion carries unanimously. All right, we have a bid opening. So we did receive one bid for the well six replacement. Uh, this bid was from 
Southeast drilling. Their total is $77,800. An engineer give us an estimate of what it should cost? Yeah, that's way over. That's way over? So that one we check it and then start over. Yeah, well, we want to solicit three more. We want to entertain more than one bid. So that one. This is only the first bid, right? Yeah. Correct. But we have to pull out to rebid this. Time. We'll have to re advertise yeah. it. Which comes with a cost. I'm not, but I agree. We should. We should. But maybe even have some. How much over is it? From what the engineer is like, double, right? No, it's about 20 grand over. Do what we can to get more bids next time. Yeah, well, if it's a longer well, advertising period, it's all where you, where you advertise. Yeah, do the longer advertising. It's not hurting the water system for it down. So. If that changes, like, you know, obviously, there's a lot of emergency in the water. All right, so no bid. We have enough vendors out there. To you need to go to check the bid. Okay. Did you get the answer to your question? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll go ahead and make the motion to uh, accept no bids for the well six um, replacement. Is there a second? Second. I made the motion. Uh, Mr. Danny uh, seconded the motion. Any commission comment? Public comment? Staff comment? All in favor of the motion, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed. Hearing none, the motion to not award the bid unanimously. Thank you. First report. Didn't have anything else for this one. Unfinished business. New business. Additional commissioner comments. Any announcements? Anything on the roundabout? They are going to have a kickoff meeting on Monday that public works director Morrow, myself, and hopefully our utility engineer will be sitting on to see how in-depth they're going, if it's just a touch base with all the utility providers to start, or if they're going to actually start talking about the RFP process or where they are with everything. You got a schedule for mm -hmm. project. Do we know how much it impacts the Jiffy? We still have no... We haven't really gotten any new information. I'll share a bit of good news. Um, the, leg the state legislature reached out to me about helping us to fund our new water tower. So that's a really big, good thing. Um, so we're going to start now, like hopefully five to 10 years out before we actually need the money and start building up our war chest so we can yeah. have the money. Have we decided to, you're going to have a new um, water tank or? I thought there was a discussion of high service pumps and storage tank. Um, I, with the, hydro, the hydraulics of the system, we have to go with the elevated bank this okay. time pressure. So, 10 year plan, but starting now. Yeah. Right? Anything else that you have? Um, did we ever hear anything um, back about, like, from the um, office staff with the county commission when we sent our formal rejection of that plan to Orange Fault Trail? Or is, or is the way on that next meeting to like that workshop? I 
think their next meeting is the 24th to oh, okay. see if that's where Commissioner Oakley is going to read it into the record. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if that's the meeting he mentioned when Commissioner Schrader addressed it, but that's the next. I'm assuming that's the next county meeting that they have. Meeting. Okay. <coughs> right. So we have a special meeting to appoint a new commissioner um, in November, and then we'll see at 6:30 p.m. on November 21st. Uh, I'm assuming that I'll. You don't want me to attend a special meeting to appoint a We're adjourned.